0: Welcome to the Voice of the Resistance with Doc Washburn. We're the show that pushes back against the Uniparty and lets you in on the news that traditional talk radio is afraid to talk about. This is episode 189 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. It's Thursday, July 7th, 2022. Coming up, it's Soundbite Thursday. Thursday. We have lots of compelling audio of breaking news coming up next. Just so you understand where I'm coming from, I was fired by one of the biggest radio companies in America, Cumulus Media, simply because I refused their vaccine mandate. More evidence comes out all the time that a lot of the people are having serious negative reactions to the vaccines. Also, I will never call Joe Biden president because it's obvious the last U.S. presidential election was stolen. I will never pretend a man can become a woman. And I will never forget about the January 6th political prisoners most Republican politicians refuse to mention. So this is a really different kind of talk show. We're unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. If you'd like to support what we do, go to our website, docwashburn.com, and click on the button that says Become a Patron. All right, let's get right to the audio, because one of the things I learned over 25 years ago from the consultant who taught me how to do talk radio, who helped me make the transition from being a music radio DJ to being a talk show host, is how important audio sound bites are. He said they're like ear candy. All right, so here goes nothing. Clarence Thomas, who has just been magnificent recently, writing the decision, making our Second Amendment rights even stronger, And agreeing, of course, in overturning Roe v. Wade, back when he was going through the confirmation hearings, what he called the high-tech lynching in the hands of people like Joe Biden, Orrin Hatch, Orrin Hatch asked Clarence Thomas a question, and it went something like this. ...to describe now, for this gathering,
1: what it's like... To be accused of sexual harassment, and let me add the word unjustly accused of sexual harassment. The day I received the phone call on Saturday night, last Saturday night, about seven thirty, and told that this was going to be in the press, I had to, I died. The person you knew, whether you voted for me or against me, died.
2: This is
0: this is tough, man. This is tough. He's trying to hold it together.
1: My view is that that is an injustice. Judge, you're here, though. Some people have been spreading the rumor that perhaps you're going to withdraw. What's. what's Clarence Thomas going to do? I'd rather die than withdraw. If they're going to kill me, they're going to kill me. So, you'd still like to serve on the Supreme Court? I'd rather die than withdraw from the process. Not for the purpose of serving on the Supreme Court, but for the purpose of not being driven out of this process. I would not be scared. I don't like bullies. I've never run from bullies. I never cry, uncle, and I'm not going to cry, uncle, today, whether I want to be on the
0: Supreme Court or not. Amen. Amen. Never like bullies. Not going to cry, uncle. You know, I haven't been through anywhere near what he's been through. The liberals were threatened by this guy, so they lied about him. They are threatened by Brett Kavanaugh, so they lied about him. You just expect it. But I will say one thing. I've learned not to run from bullies. And I've learned not to back down. And today is the eighth anniversary of the first talk radio show that I did in Little Rock, Arkansas. And I've been off the air now about nine months off the radio. And I appreciate the opportunity to do this podcast five days a week, and I appreciate the advertisers making it possible. And the people who download the podcast, making it possible. But sometimes I, uh, sometimes I miss doing a live radio talk show. And so I was just thinking about that when Clarence Thomas says he doesn't run from bullies and he doesn't back down from a fight. It's my opinion that uh, that the CEO and board of directors of Cumulus Media were bullies. They tried to bully me and everybody else who worked for them into getting this uh, jab that we see now is killing some folks. And I wasn't going to do it. So anyway, I know a a lot of people listen to the Doc Washington Show podcast. And if you are of the praying kind, I would appreciate your prayers because my wife and I are praying about the possibility of maybe getting back on the radio. So... uh, I just thought I would mention that. Now, speaking of uh, speaking of the vaccination and adverse reactions to the vaccination, um, this was. Uh, This was a phone call in in Canada, and I, I just, the context of this thing, I can't tell if it was to talk radio or a government official. I think it was to a, like a talk radio or podcast kind of situation. Um about a very personal adverse reaction to the, uh, the vaccine. Or as some people are now calling it, the clot shot. And uh, this, one's, uh, this one's a tearjerker. So I'm just warning you. It's about to get real here on the Doc Washburn Show. So you can begin when you're ready.
2: Hello, good morning. Good morning. Um, My son played hockey. His name is Sean Hartman since he was eight years old. And he took a year off for COVID. And he got extremely bored sitting in his bedroom. He decided to go back to hockey this year. And to do that, he had to have a vaccination to play hockey. He got his first shot of Pfizer on August 25th went to the hospital on August 29th with a bad reaction. He got sent home with only a prescription for Advil. He had a rash all over his neck and face and brown circles around his eyes. They sent him home and on the morning of September 27th, his mother found him dead on the floor beside his bed. And all he wanted to do was play hockey. So I'm just wondering really how safe this is and why no deaths are being reported. You're talking about numbers and ICUs, but nobody ever talks about deaths. And it is happening more than anyone knows. And it's just being denied and silenced. And I have a Twitter page called Answers for Sean, which has 7,500 followers we are all wondering the same thing as me. What happened to my son? He had an autopsy done in Toronto. That came back cause of death unascertained, which only 2% of deaths have that conclusion. The only thing they found was a slightly enlarged heart. So I questioned the coroner, well, is that not caused from the vaccine causing myocarditis? They're saying there was no myocarditis. I sent his autopsy report to a second well-known pathologist in Canada who wants to remain anonymous for fear of losing his job, he told me the vaccine did kill my son. I don't know who I can believe anymore. I have to go the rest of my life either thinking there's no cause of death.
0: And that's where it cuts off.
2: And um, if
0: I can find the rest of it, I'll... uh, I'll find it and play, for, play it for you on a future episode of the Doc Washburn Show. But um, More and more information is coming out from Pfizer. The information that Pfizer and the FDA wanted kept under lock and key. They wanted it kept secret for 75 years. And more and more is coming out that they knew. Oh they knew. They absolutely positively knew. So, I I've got I've got more coming up on the uh, on the vaccine front in a little bit, but um earlier this week Peter Ducey from Fox News asked White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre about the uh The voicemail that Joe Biden left for Hunter Biden, which was on Hunter's laptop, the UK Daily Mail has now publicized, talking about father talking to son about his business dealings with the Chinese. Why is there a voicemail of the president talking to his
3: son about his overseas business dealings if the president has said... Never spoken to his son about his overseas business.
4: Well, first I'll say that uh, what the president said stands. So, if he—if that's what the president said, that he, that is what stands. And you second, a secondly, the New York Times but secondly, consider, uh, concerning secondly,
3: business dealings. And he says, "I think you're clear." How is that not him talking to his son about his overseas business?
4: We're not from this podium. I'm not going to talk about alleged materials from the laptop. So I will. I'm not, his voice on the I'm not going to talk about alleged materials on the laptop. Are it's you not disputing happening that? It is not Peter. The... I refer you to uh, to his son's representative.
0: OK. No, no. See, you're Joe's representative. Peter Ducey said, are you disputing? That's Joe Biden's voice on the voicemail. I refer you to Hunter's representative. No, no. It's your boss's voice. It's not Hunter's voice. It's not Hunter leaving dad uh, a voicemail. It's Dementia Joe, the big guy, you know, who gets the 10%. He's the one leaving the voicemail. I tell you, they don't act like people who are in any way concerned about the possibility they might lose the next election. Have you thought about that? How they keep doubling down on everything, you know? the gas prices, the whole thing. Have you thought about that? They don't act like people who are concerned about the possibility of losing the next election. Just so you know. Just so you know. So there was a follow-up to uh, Peter Ducey's question from a guy named uh, Philip Wegman. Now, I... I was not really familiar with Philip Wegman. A lot of us are familiar with Peter Ducey. even those of us who stopped watching Fox News a while back because we'll run across on YouTube Peter Ducey putting the hammer down and trying to hold White House Press Secretary accountable. Okay? Philip Wegman is a reporter who works for Real, clear politics. And so he follows up on what Ducey was trying to ask White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre.
5: follow-up. We have all heard it. The President likes to say, I will always level with you. He says it again and again. Um, moments ago, though, you seemed to dismiss Peter's question about his conversation with the son, or Biden. Uh, with regards to his business dealings. And I'm wondering, how is that silence consistent with the president's promise to always level with the American public? Because in in public, he says he he hasn't discussed these business dealings. And then at least according to the the voicemail that's been obtained by the Daily Mail, the Washington Examiner, it certainly seems like he was seeking to do exactly that, have a conversation about these business dealings. Is is he leveling with the, the American public on
4: this? Phil, I hear you question, but what I can tell you from here, standing at this podium, is that I cannot comment on any materials from the laptop. And I would refer you to the representatives of, uh, of Hunter Biden. That's what I can share with you at this podium at this time.
0: She has been uh, coached. Somebody um, in the White House Counsel's Office has coached her. You know, she keeps on saying what I can say from this podium, what I can't say from this podium. What does a podium have to do with anything? You know what I'm saying? She has been coached. I, I, I think that should be I think that should be obvious. Okay, next. Um, Are you familiar with this guy, Sam Brenton? Sam Brenton. Uh, This is a guy who was hired basically to be put over the disposal of nuclear waste with the Department of Energy. And he's a freak show, he likes to put on dresses but not a wig, shaved head, looks like a guy with a dress on. And it recently came out that a few years ago, uh, the feds took down a website that was exploiting minors for prostitution, and he took up for the website. He defended the website that was breaking the law By offering up minors for prostitution. Now, Natalie Winters and Raheem Kassam over at the National Pulse have the new article, and I'll get the audio here in a second. Whistleblower demands investigation into Biden's nuclear drag queen hiring process, alleging substantial irregularities. Okay? Now, Raheem Kassam earlier this week was on a national radio talk show out of Houston with a guy named Jesse Kelly, who is a really sharp guy. Here's what Raheem Kassam said about this Sam Brenton guy.
6: Brinton went on to make the claim that the dissolution of Rent Boy is more dangerous than allowing the site to continue its work.
0: Rent Boy was the uh, the website that uh, the feds shut down because it was breaking the law, exploiting minors for prostitution.
6: Effectively trafficking children into sex with older men, and Sam Brinton, of course, passed—you know, passed—as as far as we know, um, vetting processes uh, within the U.S. government. Uh, lots of questions will be asked, and our reporting includes lots of quotes from his advocate article, where he appears to back this website.
0: Now, this is good. This is good content. This is informative content. But I never understand people with British accents how they decide to do the vowels. He passed instead of passed, but it's but it's still Sam. It's not some. I don't I don't know how they how they do that. I'm going to have to ask somebody sometime who has a British accent. Anyway, Jesse Kelly, the the talk show that's out of Houston, uh, responds responds to. Uh, Raheem Kassam, of the National File, I think Jesse's kind of shocked here.
3: Okay, Raheem, uh, all the other disgusting stuff aside, which we can get back to here in a moment, correct me if I'm wrong, you know a lot about this stuff. Does this not present obvious blackmail opportunity for somebody in a critically important position in the government?
0: Exactly. I mean, that's, that's the question you ask. And then Raheem Kassam's
6: response yeah so so let's let me be very specific about this he's not just a routine advisor he's not some young staff member that would be bad enough right and we've seen plenty of that in this administration already but to quote his full title for you here i've got it here he serves as the deputy assistant secretary of spent fuel and waste disposition in the office of nuclear energy that is a that is a decently high profile position he will have a decent amount of security clearance he will have access to a lot of Sensitive government information documents, strategic plans, uh, uh, information on stockpiles, waste facilities, so on and so forth. You can imagine what uh, what comes across his desk. And the idea that this person could have a past vetting, could have uh, no Republicans question this. No people on Capitol Hill look into this person's background and say, hey, hold on, wait a minute. And here's the kicker of all of it. This is publicly available information. This doesn't require you to, to go through his trash cans and spy on him or anything untoward. This requires you to do a Google search under his name for articles that he has written. And apparently nobody in the government and nobody in what's supposed to be the government's opposition, the Republican Party, has done that.
0: Now that should be shocking. It it should be shocking. But if you've come to the conclusion that the Republican Party is just part of the Uniparty, it's uh, it's not shocking, and I hate to say it because there's still some uh, good folks. Oh, by the way, the the, the uh, in case you forgot, because I played it before. The voicemail that Joe Biden left for Hunter, that Peter Ducey was asking about to uh, the White House press secretary, that Phil Wegman from Real Clear Politics was, was asking about. Here, here it is.
2: Hey, Palestine, Dad, it's eight fifteen um, on uh, Wednesday night. If you get a chance, give me a call. Not, nothing urgent. Just want to talk to you. I thought the article released has been on online. was going to be printed one in the Times. It was good. I think you're clear. And uh, anyway, um if you get a chance to a call, I love you.
0: So the UK Daily Mail did the did the story about it explaining what the deal was. Okay, now anybody remember what uh, Lori Lightfoot said at a concert about Clarence Thomas recently, after the uh, Supreme Court overturned Roe, Clarence Thomas did not write the decision. He agreed with it. He didn't write it. Alito wrote it. All the liberals went after the one justice, Clarence Thomas, who happens to have more melanin than the other justices. Okay. And uh, she uh, she dropped the f bomb, so we bleep that out. But here's the mayor of Chicago. Are you- that's not nice that's impolite and you know I, I hate to be judgmental but but Lori Lightfoot it just is not very ladylike you know she just isn't very ladylike and now less than two weeks later she's decrying the toxicity of our, 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 our national discourse, right? Pot, meat, kettle. I mean, she's a fine one to talk, right? Decrying the toxicity of our national discourse. And, you know, the casual observer says, you didn't just go there. You can't just be serious right now. By saying something like that. Are you kidding? Aren't you the one who just said the most vulgar thing you can say about a uh, a sitting Supreme Court justice, right? And you're concerned about the toxicity of our, our discourse? I mean, basically, who do you think you are? Lori Lightfoot. And again, I want to go back to what I said in the last episode. More people get killed in Chicago on a regular weekend than were gunned down the other day the July fourth parade in Highland Park, a Chicago suburb, but the media doesn't talk about the folks who kill get killed on a regular basis in Chicago because they're not white. Now I don't know if if the media I don't know if the media is racist or they just think that most Americans are racist. But Chicago is a very violent place with people getting shot and killed all the time. But it's different when it happens in the white suburbs. That becomes a big story for the media and for the liberal Democrats. But I repeat myself. Anyway, Mary, Mayor Lori Lightfoot of Chicago Has some concerns.
7: The toxicity in our public discourse is a thing that I think we should all be concerned about, right? And it's ironic, obviously, that we're having this conversation and what happened on Independence Day. You know, we're not like a lot of other countries where Independence, their version of Independence Day, is marked with you know uh, troops and tanks. And no, what we do in the United States is we come together as a community.
0: Uh, no. Not when you're saying blank Clarence Thomas. We're not coming together as a community. Not in the least. I mean, what a hypocrite, right? What an out-and-out out hypocrite. All right, coming up. Coming up, more of the fallout from overturning Roe v. Wade and it still hasn't really sunk in what a wonderful thing that was and more of more evidence about the vaccines and more evidence that whoever controls Biden has those gas prices high for a reason and wants to keep them like that. In the meantime, thank you so much to our friends, our advertisers, for making The Doc Washburn Show possible. If you try to buy a car recently, you realize there's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online, and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website to put you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry, Red River experts are still here to help you every step of the way if you have any questions. Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button that says Explore Payment Options on it. Clicking that button guides you through a few easy questions and then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences, And all the math happens automatically, so you can figure out what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the Nationwide Car Dealer that believes in freedom. The dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live. RedRiverYourWay.com. You will be glad you did. We talk a lot about pushing back against the overreach of the federal government. What better example would there be than Obamacare? Are you like most Americans? Did Obamacare, the so-called Affordable Care Act, make your health care more expensive? Does your health insurance premium feel like a second mortgage? Does your sky-high deductible prevent you from going to the doctor? Do your sky-high copays keep you from going to the doctor? If you answered yes to any of these questions you need to go to a website called MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. When you click on MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, you see the big bold letters, affordable plans, save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no co and then that big, beautiful red button that says schedule, call now. You click on the red button, you book a free consultation with my friend, Art Wilborn. He makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage, and he also makes sure that your personalized health coverage gives you a plan that doesn't force you to cover things like abortion, horrible things which would deeply offend your deeply held religious beliefs. MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, affordable plans, save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no copays. Click the big red button, schedule a call now, book a free consultation with Art Wilborn. He makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage. Save money on your insurance at MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. All right, let me ask you this. Does your financial advisor take the time to listen and get to know you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situations change? When you work with Jonathan Presswood... He focuses on what's important to you. He uses an established process to help you achieve your unique goals, whether that's preparing for retirement, making your money last in retirement, planning your estate or inheritance, preparing for the unexpected, or anything else. Jonathan Presswood can help. Now, what should you do if you leave a job and have a 401K or other retirement plan? Or if you're getting close to retirement or already in retirement? Call my friend, Jonathan Presswood, today. He'll help you create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And he'll partner together with you to help your strategy stay on track no matter what life throws at you. Listen, we can all dream of having a perfect retirement, but how many of us will actually experience it? No matter where you are today, Jonathan Presswood is offering a free retirement analysis to figure out where you'd like to be and what it will take to get you there, and there's no obligation. Contact Jonathan Presswood, a financial advisor with Edward Jones Investments, today at 501-303-4844. Again, that's 501-303-4844. Don't wait. Call Jonathan Presswood today at 501 303 Forty-eight forty-four. Now, if you're like me, you can't remember phone numbers, go to our website, DocWashburnShow.com. Just click on the link to Jonathan Presswood at Edward Jones. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Thank you so much to our friends, our advertisers, Jonathan Presswood at Edward Jones, Art Wilborn, MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, And, of course, Mitch Ward at RedRiverYourWay.com. We appreciate you guys so much for making it possible for us to do what we do. Here is an angry resident of Pennsylvania. An angry Pennsylvania resident who is confronting a school board and who is having to remind those in power at the school board that just because he is saying things they don't like doesn't mean that he's breaking a law and doesn't mean that they have the right to throttle what he's trying to say to them. You know? You'd You'd be amazed how many educated people don't really understand the First Amendment. And this guy's throwing down.
8: It's to me that you think you can supersede the United States Constitution. I've got news for you, school board president Benito Mussolini. Your power does not supersede that of the U.S. Constitution.
0: Benito Mussolini. Hitler's right-hand man. Fascist dictator of Italy. Wow.
8: And the First Amendment rights of the citizens of this great nation. Let's be very, very clear: who has the power it is not government policy? Do not warn me or do not interrupt my time. This is my comment, not your comment. I'm quoting to you now from the United States Supreme Court, 1964 case, New York Times versus Sullivan. This is constitutional case law in this country. This nation is founded on the quote profound national commitment to the principle that debate on public issues shall be uninhibited, robust and wide open. And that it may well include vehement, caustic and sometimes unpleasantly sharp attacks on government and public officials. That's constitutional case law in this nation. I don't have to be nice to you. Nobody behind me has to be nice to you. If you don't like living in the United States of America then you can all move to Russia, Cuba or China. This is the First Amendment. My right to critique your fascism, which is what this is, is constitutional Protected. We've got the school board president saying she'll do better at hitting the mute button in blatant violation of the Constitution. For her lobbying and her advocacy of unconstitutional censorship, I want you, the school board, to terminate the employment of Dr. Teresa Gibson with immediate effect. <laughs> terminated her employment, I want all of you to tender your resignations for hating on this country. We have a God-given constitutional right to critique you, and we can speak in any lawful tone that we see fit. And don't go looking around, Benito, because this is the United States of America. Benito. <laughs>
0: now, that actually happened a little over a year ago, but I just I just came across it. Hensbury residents' opposition to districts' equity work goes viral. Former school board member Simon Campbell called for the termination of Director of Equity, Charissa Gibson. Yeah, equity instead of equality. Equality means everybody you know, should have a fair shot. Equity means, well, we're going to control the outcomes, whether uh, people work for it or not. That is fascism. Good man. Now um there was an actress named Ellen Page, and unfortunately, Ellen Page had some work done and uh, she decided she's a guy. and so she now calls herself Elliot Page. And she' was one of these girls that decided she's gonna marry a girl and uh, and then decided well i'm I'm a guy after all and apparently had some work done if you catch my drift and and, and then and then went through the, the divorce after trying to turn herself into a guy. so you get in big trouble these days. If you call Ellen Page, Ellen Page, a female, you got to call her a guy. You got to call her Elliot Page. Because if you call her the name that her mother gave her when she was born, and if you insist that she's actually a female, well, that's uh, being transphobic and that's dead naming her. That's what they call it. You're dead naming somebody. Sounds awful, doesn't it? calling the person the name that her mother gave her when she was born instead of the new tragically hip name pretending like you know she's got a guy's name now that's dead naming and oh man yeah they uh, they freak out so anyway when she was still pretending that she was before she started pretending she was a guy when she was still saying hey I'm a girl but I'm a lesbian she went on uh, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert I mean after all kinds of details came out about Jussie Smollett just insisting that Jussie Smollett what he said happened to him happened to him you know and of course the Late Show with David Letterman was a comedy show. I, I don't know what this thing is with Stephen Colbert.
4: The media that's saying it's a debate whether or not what just happened to Jesse Smollett is a hate crime—it's absurd. Mm-hmm. This
5: isn't a debate.
8: I agree. I agree Sorry, I'm like, all.
5: I'm like really fired up tonight. All.
8: This
3: is how you have to be fired It feels impossible to you not feel to, this way right now up. with yeah. the president and the vice president, Mike
4: Pence, who, like, wishes I couldn't be married. Let's just be clear.
0: Boy, that's a real funny show there with Stephen Colbert. Yeah, hmm. I wonder why in the world Greg Gutfeld over on cable on Fox just crushes this guy in the ratings. Yeah, what, what a maroon. But, you know, as far as Ellen Page is concerned, we have a saying down here in the South, bless her heart. Earlier this week, uh, Mark Thiessen, a conservative columnist who used to be a presidential speechwriter, was on with uh, Trace Gallagher on Fox News, and it... uh, Interesting how it played out. First, your comment on what you just heard from the governor and, and Senator Duckworth. It was. Uh, it was. By the way, by the way, this was um, about the shooting in Highland Park. Senator Tammy Duckworth and uh, Governor. Pritzker of Illinois. It was, uh, it was shameful, uh, the governor's press conference. You know,
3: he it, Before this incident happened in the city of Chicago, there were uh, 60 people shot this 4th of July weekend, 15 of them fatally. Uh, by the end of June in this year in Chicago, 310 Sama homicides, 1,255 shootings. Where was his press conference then?
0: Where- See, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm talking about. Black folk get shot in Chicago, and the senator and the governor don't say anything about it. White folk get shot in the suburb, and oh, oh, well, now this is this is serious here. They don't care about the black folks getting shot in Chicago. Mostly black on black crime, you know? Y'all, look. You got to understand something. The Democrat Party the, was party of the KKK, the party of slavery, the party of the Jim Crow laws, making it illegal for white businesses to let black folk in. And they haven't changed. They haven't changed. They s- still see people of color as less than. Why do you think they're so upset about Roe v. Wade getting overturned and a lot of Planned Parenthoods closing down? Planned Parenthoods almost always put their abortion clinics in neighborhoods where black folk live. Here's more.
3: Where, where was the outrage then? Uh, where, where was his outrage when Mayor Lightfoot cut 80 80- Million dollars out of the Chicago police budget last year. Where is his outrage at the liberal prosecutors in his state who refuse to 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 prosecute crimes? We are we are in the worst crime wave uh, since the 1990s in this country, and and Chicago is one of the leading cities in that crime wave. Murders are up yeah. everywhere. People are living in fear. Um, and and the politicians only come out when there's an incident like this because they care about it when it happens in uh, in Highland Park. They don't care about it so much when it comes in Washington Park. Or Garland Park. Yeah.
0: I- Why do you think that is? Why do you think that is? Because again, Democrat Party is still the party of racism. Uh, Samantha B is, is supposed to be a comedian, but she's not funny. And she's really upset about uh, Roe being overturned. So here's what she's saying people ought to do.
4: I can't describe how painful it is to be here now in a place where the Supreme Court has the power to erase 50 years of constitutional law. Make-
0: nope. There was no constitutional law involved in Roe. And that was the problem. And that's why it was overturned. But she's a liberal, so she lies for a living.
4: Make no mistake, this is not where it ends. Conservatives will not rest until they have come for all of our rights. Everything we have fought for could be lost, unless we take it back. It's not just about voting in November. It's about doing everything in our power to protect and help vulnerable people access abortion across state lines. And we have to raise hell in our cities, in Washington, in every restaurant Justice Alito eats at for the rest of his life. Because if Republicans have made our lives hell, it's time to return the favor.
0: The vulnerable the vulnerable people are the babies. She's a she's a piece of work, isn't she? Samantha B. Has some kind of a supposedly comedy show, but it doesn't sound too funny to me. Doesn't sound too funny. Okay, proof, proof that Joe Biden was involved in Hunter's business dealings. Now, this is from different media sources. This is a kind of a collage of reports from different media sources. Uh, some of this, is, most of it is either from NBC News or Fox News, which just kind of an Unusual mix. But again, at long last, Peter Ducey asking Corinne Jean Pierre, the White House press secretary that took over when Jim Psaki quit the job, how can Joe say, I've never talked to my son about his foreign business dealings, when clearly the voicemail from Joe to Hunter is about exactly that. And Karine Jean-Pierre is saying, well, you know, I can't have any comment on that from this podium. And what's the podium got to do with it? And I would recommend that you talk to Hunter's spokesperson. Well, no, No, again, not Hunter's spokesperson. Hunter's not the one leaving the uh, the voicemail. Joe, the big guy, the guy you work for, is the guy leaving the voicemail. So, I mean, there's no excuse for her silence. None whatsoever. It is a mark of desperation. As much as they act like they couldn't care less what anybody thinks. You know, as much as they act like they have no chance of losing the next election, because they'll just steal like they stole the last one. This thing about refusing to answer about Joe knowing about Hunter's overseas business dealings—this is a mark of desperation. For some reason, this has them concerned. All right, here are here is a a, a a compilation of. News reports, mostly either NBC News or Fox News, proving... The big guy knew exactly what Hunter was up to.
4: His son, Hunter, joining the then-vice president on the official visit to Beijing. Unknown to the press back then, Hunter Biden was forming a Chinese private equity fund, planning to raise money, including from Chinese investors. Ten days after the Biden's trip, Shanghai authorities issued the fund's business license.
8: Then-vice president Joe Biden had dinner with his son Hunter, along with Hunter's business associates from Ukraine, Russia, and Kazakhstan. And the day after the dinner, a Burisma executive sent a note to Hunter, quoting,
3: Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to D.C. and giving an opportunity to meet your father and spend some time together. Hunter's lucrative business dealings often included giving as much as 50% of his earnings to his dad. The text read, quote, I hope you all can do what I did and pay for everything for this entire family for 30
8: years. It's really hard, but don't worry. Unlike Pop, I won't make you give me half your salary. And uh, Hunter introduced me as... Uh, uh, this is Tony, Dad, uh, the individual I told you about that's helping us with the business that we're working on and the Chinese. The email reads this way, quote, at the moment, there's a provisional agreement. That the equity will be distributed as follows. Ten held by Hunter for the big guy. I a thousand percent sit here and know that the big guy is referencing Joe Biden. I met with the former vice president in person multiple times. A newly revealed text message shows Bobolinski was apparently warned by business partner James Gillier. Don't Don't mention Joe being involved. It's only when you are face-to-face. I know you know that, but they are paranoid. Chinese executives admitted to reporters that they were actually introduced to the vice president by Hunter Biden. Hunter and the then vice president, seen with a pair of Mexican billionaires. At the same time, Hunter had been working on energy deals in Mexico. Joe Biden also had Hunter and his business partner fly on Air Force Two to Mexico. The
5: president agreed to pay Hunter Biden's legal fees for his business dealings with the Chinese-controlled company. Hunter's assistant reportedly telling a pair of Biden aides, quote, I spoke with Hunter today regarding his bills. It is my understanding that Hunt's dad will cover these bills in the short term.
3: There is photographic evidence of Biden on a golf outing with both his son Hunter and a man called Devin
8: Archer who was another
3: member of the Burisma board.
8: We also know that Devin Archer in that picture had a meeting in the White House, one-on-one meeting with Joe Biden about a week before they joined the Burisma board. It's
4: his closest business partner, Hunter, made at least 19 visits to the White House and other official locations, including a sit-down with then-Vice President Joe Biden in the West Wing.
2: I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their business, period.
0: Yeah, sure you did. Sure you did. Never forget. Never forget. People who work for this guy get paid to lie. I really believe that the vetting process, when they were deciding, okay, who's going to come to work for us? The vetting process was, we have to have people who can just be unflappable when they're lying. Just don't even skip a beat. Pete uh, Buttigieg, he used to call him Mayor Pete. Transportation Secretary. With no experience in transportation. I was on with Neil Cavuto on Fox the other day. Neil Cavuto usually plays patty cake with liberals because he's a liberal. But uh not this time. Half of that increase started prior to
1: the first Russian soldiers arriving near Ukraine. You can't blame it all on the Ukraine, right?
0: What about the other half? Well, that yeah, was, well, what about the other half? No, that, that's that's that, a pretty that, important that, half. He's laughing about high gas prices. Cavuto's point is that um, Biden blames the high gas prices on Putin. And Cavuto's point is... Half of the increase happened before Putin attacked Ukraine. An idiot British "Well, what about the other half?" Oh, oh, oh. Well, then,
2: then, yeah, yeah, but, but but there, that, that half, to that, half
1: before the we had piece. run up. You, your administration has blamed this on the, the, the you know the war, and that was certainly a big factor. But gas prices had gone up fifty percent already before the war. So, to me, that's half yeah. of the
0: blame, not all of the blame. Now, did you catch Buttigieg laughing? Laughing. About high gas prices. What about the other half?
2: <laughs> well, that no, was, what about uh, the other half? No, that's that, uh, that's that, a pretty that, important that, half.
0: Laughing. They don't care. They don't care. Now, Biden... Biden sees these high gas prices as an opportunity. Check this out.
2: When it comes to the gas prices, uh, we're going through an incredible transition that is taking place. And God willing, when it's over, we'll be stronger, and the world will be stronger, and less reliant on fossil fuels. When this is over, do
0: you get that? The comp- the countries whose uh, Economies are expanding right now are China and India, and they're using more fossil fuels than ever because you have to, okay? That's the way it works. Biden is trying to destroy the economy of this country. He just is. Peter Ducey asked White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre about the high gas prices.
3: Thanks, Karine. How did the president go from blaming high gas prices on Putin to big oil to small business owners now?
4: Well, here's the thing about that, um, Peter, is when you look at um, as of this morning, when you look at the crude oil, uh, and when you look at wholesale oil prices as well, they've declined about 15. percent And so, retail gas prices, have, however, have only declined just about three percent over the same time period uh, as we have seen uh, with uh, crude oil prices and the uh, wholesale gas prices. And meanwhile, those same uh, retail Retailers are profiting. Their profit have gone up about forty cents, nearly forty cents. In that,
0: their profit have gone up. She can't speak English. Did you catch that? Their profit have gone up. Uh,
4: retailers are profiting. Their profit have gone up about no, no.
0: Get somebody who can speak English. Their profit has gone up. You know, these liberals create new ways to mangle the language. You know? Reminds me of Barack Obama when he said, I have a uncle instead of an uncle. Who said, well, that's a divisive instead of divisive. Barack Obama, who didn't even know how to pronounce the name of a, Previous president. Well, President Rutherford B. Hayes. No, it's Rutherford. But this woman takes the cake. Uh, their profit have gone up.
4: Wow. Forty cents, nearly forty cents, in in that same period of time. So what the president is saying is that everyone along that chain, along that production ch- chain line, needs to needs to make sure that they're doing what what is possible, their part in bringing down the the cost for for the American people. That is what we're asking. Consumers should not should not be the first to pay and the last to benefit.
3: Jeff Bezos says the president's tweet about this is either straight ahead misdirection or a. De- of basic market dynamics as, is-
4: as you know we we completely disagree with jeff bezos look we will continue to call on everyone along that distribution chain as i just mentioned from oil companies to refineries to distrib- distributors to to retailers to pass their low, lower costs uh through to co- consumers that is what is important to, to make sure that we should not make again consumers pay first and get that re- and get that relief last
0: Lies like a rug. Lies like a rug. You know, the convenience stores they, they got to mark up the the candy bars and the beer and everything because they don't make the money off the gas. Yeah, they don't. Now Biden is out there blaming the Republicans for making things more expensive... Well, he's trying to blame the Republicans, but if you listen real closely to what he says, he's uh, he kind of goofs up. He gets a word wrong, and that changes everything, and, and all of a sudden, he's not blaming the Republicans after all. Let's see if we can catch it here.
7: Do you have enough money to pay for everything you need?
0: Well, oh, Republicans do nothing to obstruct our efforts. To... Republicans do nothing to obstruct our efforts. He should have said Republicans do nothing but obstruct our efforts. If Republicans do nothing to obstruct your efforts, then they're not obstructing your efforts. Did you catch that? Here, here you go. Well, oh, Republicans do nothing to obstruct our efforts to
2: lower your gas taxes. I...
0: Yeah. They're not doing anything to obstruct our efforts to lower your gas taxes. I
2: propose that. I've asked the Congress to eliminate the federal gas tax
0: for the next, as long as this crisis goes on. The gas tax is is a pittance compared to how much the gas prices have gone up. But anyway. Lower food prices, lower health care costs. Hopefully soon, lower your
2: prescription drug costs.
0: He said the Republicans have done nothing to stop our efforts to lower these costs okay, I know what you think you said, but it's not, by any stretch of the imagination, what you actually said, because you're a knucklehead. And uh, I use that term advisedly. Now, coming up, you know, we talked the other day about the Reuters report that we've been sending millions of barrels of oil out of the strategic oil preserve to other countries, to our enemies. Coming up, we're going to have Peter Ducey try to get uh, some some comment on that from the, the hapless White House Press Secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre. Let me once again express how thankful we are to our advertisers. I want to mention a couple of them to you. They make it possible for us to do what we do. Like my friend Justin Minton, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton in Benton. Now, Justin's a former insurance adjuster who left the insurance industry to become a private lawyer, founded the Minton Law Firm to help injured people fight against powerful insurance companies and corporations. And he has sure helped me out with the three automobile accidents I've been in since 2019. The Minton Law Firm has a great team of lawyers, including the 2016 Trial Lawyer of the Year, and the 2016 Outstanding Young Lawyer of the Year. The insurance companies take Justin Minton and his team of lawyers seriously because they know they can and will take your case to trial if need be. So, whether you want to go to trial or settle out of court, it's a really good idea to have a knowledgeable trial attorney on your side. Justin's team aims to bring justice to clients who've been injured and need somebody to stand up for them. No matter what the injury, Justin Minton makes sure the Minton Law Firm always works hard for you. Whether you're in a car wreck, heard of the job, or you or a loved one is suffering from the callousness of another, if you're in Arkansas, Justin Minton Law, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton and Benton, is here to help you. Just call the Minton Law Firm, 501-943-4195, or visit justinmintonlaw.com today. And I'd like to help you with some health issues. You have migraines? Neck pain? Back pain? Vertigo, acid reflux, eczema, problems with your blood sugar, maybe even hay fever. Okay, let's do a little test. Look in the mirror. Does one eye look bigger than the other? Are your eyes off balance? Are your shoulders off balance? Look at a picture of yourself. Are you tilting your head to the left or the right instead of sitting up or standing up straight? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, you probably need to get your atlas adjusted. That's how I got rid of my migraines, neck pain, and hay fever. Let me explain to you how it works, because it's the best-kept secret in American healthcare. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain, restricting your central nervous system's ability to send impulses to the rest of your body. It can affect your respiratory system reproductive system, circulatory system, even digestive system. And, yes, it can cause migraines, neck pain, back pain, acid reflux, eczema, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar. Do yourself a favor. If you're in Arkansas, call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, 501-279-2009, for a free consultation to see if you need to get your Atlas adjusted, because you probably do. If you're outside Central Arkansas, go to their website, turn mypoweron.com, and click on Find a Doctor Near You. And I sure hope you can. All right, thanks so much again to uh, Doctors Drs J.R. and Tanya Crabtree, my doctors at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, and my attorney, Justin Menton, Minton, in my N T O N, Minton in Benton. Now then. What was I going to play for you next? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Peter Ducey, with the ever-hapless White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, and it went something like this. There's a Reuters report um, out this morning that says that more than... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It, w- it wasn't Ducey, So this must, uh, again, be the... Uh, Be the guy, uh, the Bregman guy from uh, from Real Clear Politics. So I apologize for the uh, for the confusion there. All right, let's do it again.
5: There's a Reuters report um, out this morning that says that more than five million barrels of oil that were released from the emergency oil reserves. were exported to Europe and Asia last month, and some of it reportedly was actually heading to China. Uh, is the administration aware of those reports? And um, is it, does the president mind that some of this oil that was meant to uh, ease paying for consumers is headed overseas?
4: I have not seen that report, so I would honestly have to go look into it and see what what the truth is in that in that uh, statement that you just laid out, and see exactly what's happening. I, I just have not seen. That
0: well, see, you get paid to see reports. You know, huge news. You got a staff, too. You get paid to see reports. That's inexcusable. And by the way, one of the reasons so much of the uh, oil from the Strategic Oil Reserve is going overseas, selling it to the Chinese and the Indians is because our refineries are capacity. And one of the reasons our refineries are capacity is because Joe Biden is keeping the oil companies from building more refineries. But just, uh, just so you know, just so you know, Ron DeSantis keeps on getting it right.
8: The bill that we're going to sign today is called the No Patient Left Alone Act, and it increases patient protections and ensures Florida families have a fundamental right to visit their loved ones receiving care in Florida hospitals, hospices, and long term care facilities. The bill bans uh, facilities from requiring visitors to show proof of COVID vaccination. Also, policies cannot prohibit physical contact, such as hugging. But Between their loved ones, they would actually police this where you go in and you said, "Okay, you may be able to go, but you can't give uh, your wife a hug or you can't give your 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 kid a hug. I mean, give me a break. And so we need to be able to protect that. Uh, This ensures families can be there and patients can have their support system around them when it matters most.
0: There you go. I wish we had 49 other governors like that guy. Ah, uh, the wit and wisdom of Kamala Harris, vice president. Well, I guess if I'm not going to call Joe president, I really shouldn't call her vice president because she was part of the steel. Okay. Sorry about that.
7: And so we're working on bringing down basically the cost
2: of, of what life requires for people.
0: We're working on bringing down basically the cost of what life requires for people. She's got a, she got a way with words, doesn't she? Got the uh, the gift of gab. Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum. Lying about the vaccine.
1: Waves of lockdowns and the stresses of finding work or returning to workplaces have even amplified the existential and often silent mental health crisis. So what should you do? You, the millennials and the generations set. What should you do differently? Most immediately, you are calling for the international community to safeguard vaccine equity, to respond to COVID-19 and prevent future health crisis. Nobody will be safe if not everybody is
6: vaccinated.
0: He lies. It doesn't prevent health crisis. People are dying from the vaccine. I bet he's not vaccinated. Oh, no. I say I bet he's not vaccinated. Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom, the horrible governor of California, over the July 4th weekend, bought commercials in Florida. Did you hear about that? Slamming Governor Ron DeSantis and inviting people in Florida to move to California where abortion is still unrestricted. Right. So. Um, some folks put together a pretty good spoof commercial. They kind of cut and pasted some stuff Gavin Newsom said. And they're out there trying to raise money so they can run this uh, TV commercial. Hitting Gavin Newsom. In California. Just like Gavin Newsom ran TV commercials over the July 4th weekend in Florida slamming uh, around DeSantis. Santas. So um, I think this is pretty good. And I I hope you enjoy it. It's Independence Day.
8: So let's talk about what's going on in America. Freedom is under attack in your state. Dictator Ron DeSantis incredibly lets you walk around without masks. That tyrant allows your kids to go to school during the pandemic, year two or four, or who the hell knows. I urge you living in Florida to join the fight. Or join us in California, where we'll take the money you earn and give it to people who don't work. Visit San Francisco, where you can walk through Human feces, if you're lucky, you might step on a syringe. Check out Los Angeles, where gas is so expensive, your kids only need to skip a meal or two or ten to afford it. California, where freedom means lockdowns for you, while I go to the places you can't afford. Don't let them take your freedom. Come to California, where we'll take it, along with your money.
0: That's pretty good. I ain't gonna lie, fam. I I, I like that. They got a guy who sounded like Gavin Newsom. That's pretty good. Anybody remember what Maxine Waters said years ago when oil company executives were meeting in front of a committee she was part of, what she admitted. And what Biden is trying to do after all these years
3: guarantee to the American people because of the inaction of the United States Congress, ever increasing prices unless the demand comes down and the five dollars will look like a very low price in the years to come if we are prohibited from finding new reserves, new opportunities to increase supplies.
5: And guess what this liberal
4: would be all about? This liberal will be all about socializing, uh, socializing. Would be about basically taking over and the government running all of your companies.
0: Yep. That's socializing. Every once in a while, they say the quiet part out loud. Every once in a while, they say the quiet part out loud. Dr. Mercola is one of the uh, frontline doctors. Been trying to warn folk about the uh, the vaccine. Here's his latest. I've been traveling the the country and the world quite
7: a bit, trying to help in different legislatures, trying to get different legislation passed. I've been doing educational sessions with the Global COVID Summit around the world, and wherever I go now, I have doctors approach me and nurses as well, saying, "Look." What you're saying, we've been seeing. So I was having a conversation with a chair of a large oncology department in Tallahassee about a month and change ago, and he said, I usually see an aggressive brain cancer in a young patient maybe every decade. After the boosters rolled out, he saw five astrocytomas, five aggressive brain cancers in one month. Then I'm in Jacksonville the next day having a conversation with a family doctor. He said – gosh, you know, it's strange. I usually see a kidney cancer in a young patient every decade or so. I've seen five in the last month. Then I was in the U.K. a couple weeks ago. I had a doctor from Ireland who's been practicing family doc. GP, been out in the country for 36 years, and he said, I have seen more cancer in my young patients ever since the shots rolled out in the booster than I have ever seen in my entire career. Same thing, a nurse that works emergency department in the U.K., not only the heart inflammation in young children, but cancers in young patients and aggressive leukemias. So everywhere I go, I have doctors confirming, observationally, you know, if it's here or there, then it's yeah, anecdotal. Those anecdotal reports are 50 to 60 times, not two or three, it's 50 to 60x. Correct, correct. And that's when that's when it all adds up to being observational medicine, like we've done for eons in medicine. You observe something works or you observe something's happening. Now you have a legitimate finding
0: yeah yeah it is it is you know I go to the grocery store sometimes and I, I still see people wearing masks out to their car forcing small children to wear masks it's child abuse it's horrible i I can't believe people are still anyway A couple of doctors giving testimony at the Tennessee House of Representatives Health Subcommittee it's absolutely
7: scientifically clear that these vaccines do not prevent acquisition of the the disease. SARS-CoV-2 does not prevent transmission of the disease, does not prevent illness from the disease, and does not prevent death from the disease. And in fact, in studies, the all-cause mortality rates have been shown now to be higher in numerous studies in those who have received the vaccine than those who have not. So it does not prevent transmission. Those who have gotten the shots can acquire and transmit at equal volumes of University of Wisconsin, University of California, Vietnam, multiple studies affirming this scientifically peer-reviewed data. Mechanistically, he's basically talked about it's from IGA, secretory IGA is the most abundant antibody in our body, and it does not get stimulated from any of these vaccines. This is a respiratory virus, secretory IGA is in the respiratory system, and that's one of the main reasons why vaccinated people actually keep harboring more virus.
0: Do you know that? It's Sound By Thursday. I'm, I'm trying to give you a lot of stuff you're not getting anywhere else. Doing my level best, y'all. Kerry Lake is running for governor of Arizona. God bless her. I hope she wins.
2: Arizona is under attack. I'm Carrie Lake. As governor, I will issue a declaration of invasion, finish President Trump's wall, blow up the cartel's drug tunnels and surveillance drones, and deploy the Arizona National Guard to stop illegals from entering. Arizona is our home, and I will do everything in my power to defend our families by President Trump, Very late for governor. There
0: you go, running for governor of Arizona. Now, there's a guy, uh, Jerome Davison, conservative Republican, running for U.S. House from Arizona. And uh, Mr. Davison happens to be... Um, of the African American persuasion, not not like Elon Musk. Now, I mean, he actually is a, is a black gentleman, and uh, it's a pretty cool commercial. Shows him uh, looking outside and seeing a bunch of guys in KKK hoods and getting his assault rifle to protect his home and family. Democrats like to say that no one needs an AR 15 for self defense.
8: That no one could possibly need all 30 rounds. But when this rifle is the only thing standing between your family and a dozen angry Democrats in Klan hoods, you just might need that semi automatic in all 30 rounds.
0: Sweet. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Now, this has been um, Soundbite Thursday. We'll have a lot more talking. <laughs> I plan a lot more talking on the next episode. But you've been listening to episode 189 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. The views and opinions expressed on the Doc Washburn Show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers. But they love us and we love them. Today's program has been produced by Tim Terrible, directed by Mick Massey. This has been a terribly messy production. Portions of today's show will be taken overseas and dropped. If you'd like a transcript of today's episode of the all-new Doc Washman Show, simply peel the roof off a Rolls-Royce panel truck and send it to Mansur's Computer Solutions, 7th floor of the Ephemeral B. Smoot Building, Whitehall, Arkansas, in care of Sheriff Mansour Sempier X. And that's the way it is. Thursday, July 7th, 2022.